0: couple of years ago now we were uh we're doing a sermon series um on uh what is uh what is the purpose of life what is the meaning of life and so uh we took some guys and went down to a local park and um took a video camera and just asked people could we interview them and could we ask them uh what what do you think is the meaning of life the purpose of life and so we just got the most amazing answers. People were really keen to, uh, to get on. They were like, is this going to be on the BBC? And we're like, no. Um, <laughs> but they were still keen to get on camera. And, uh, and it was amazing some of the answers we got. And so uh, for most people, it was things like, well, I think maybe the meaning of life is to be a good mom. Or to be a good dad Uh, Some people said to be a good husband uh, To be a good wife Some people said to to be a good citizen A lot of people said I don't really know what the meaning of life is Actually, a lot of people said There really is no meaning to life Um, I wonder I just wonder if we uh, If we went into Glasgow, into City Center This morning and just stopped people At random and just said What is the meaning of life Uh, What do you think we would get Is answers. Uh, Maybe similar to what we got. Um, I I would gather that a lot of people have never given much thought to the question. Uh, A lot of us are just kind of just getting day by day, minute by minute, and maybe have never given thought to that that actually is there a meaning to all this? Is is there a purpose to this life? Uh, Someone once said that there are three big questions that everyone will ask eventually. Uh, How did I get here? Uh, Why am I here? And what happens when I leave? What happens when I die? How, how did I get here? Um, why am I here? And what happens when we leave? Uh, science tries to answer that. Philosophy might try. Religion tries. Uh, but what we find and what we'll see today is, that it is through Jesus Christ, through the gospel, uh, that we find the answer to the second question. And that is, what is the purpose of life? And what we see throughout this book is that God has created us to be family. God has created us to be family, um, and, and, and what we're going to see is that, that experiencing God and enjoying life is, is to be done in community, to be done in family. If you're part of a family, raise your hand. Yeah, everybody raise your hand. You had a mom. If you had a mom or a dad, raise your hand. You did, raise your hand, right? And so all of us were born into a family, and, and maybe some of us who are married, when you become married, you choose to now make a new family. And what we see is that God created all of us to be family, that He is our heavenly Father, and that through Jesus Christ, we become brothers and sisters, and we find meaning in life through family. The first, uh, the first thing God ever created, if you will, was family. Adam and Eve were husband and wife. God created family. And then we see in the New Testament, He creates church, which is to be an extension of family. So I want to invite you to turn uh, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And we're just going to take a look uh, for just a few moments about uh, what it means to be the family of God, what it means to find meaning and purpose in family. 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, and the Apostle Paul here is writing to a church. He's writing to a family uh, of faith, which is a church in a, uh, a town called Thessalonica, which is kind of in modern-day Turkey, um, and this is a letter he's writing to their church, to their family, uh, and this is what he says, and we're going to begin in verse 1, and then we'll go through the chapter. It's not very long. So it it begins Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the Church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. Now we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. And we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that He has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. And you know how we lived among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering, with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. And the Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, for your faith in God has become known everywhere. And therefore, we do not uh, need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. And they tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we just thank You for Your Word. Uh, we thank You that it is alive and true. And Jesus, we just confess that uh, we cannot understand Your Word without Your Holy Spirit. And so, Spirit, we pray that You would come now and open our minds, give us understanding of Your Word. But, Lord, we simply don't want to be hearers, but we want to be doers. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come and soften our hearts. And we pray that we would not only understand the Word, but that we would be changed by the Word. And so, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us, your people, uh, for your glory and for our good, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, What is the purpose of life? We see that God has created us, all of us, Whether we know Him or not, He has created us to be family. And I want us to just see four simple truths about what it means to be the family of God. Uh, Four simple truths about what it means for you and I to be family. (coughs) Number one, we see this, that as the family of God, we are called to be people of encouragement. As the family of God, we are called to be people of encouragement. Look at verse 2, and we're just going to work through the verses together. He says, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We always thank God for all of you. Uh, Paul makes it clear that this was a family of faith that was a source of encouragement. He said, we thank God for you. And and look what he says, verse 3, and we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope. Isn't that great? Faith. Love, hope. He says, you as the family of God, Paul says, when I'm with you, you just encourage me. You are people who are faithful and people who are loving and people who are filled with hope. And you encourage me. He says that as the family of God, we are called to be people of encouragement. Do do you know anyone who's just negative about everything? Anyone? If you don't know anyone negative, that probably means you're the negative person, right? (laughs) Um, uh, uh, there's just something about when we're with people who are constantly negative it, it can just kind of suck the life out of us can it and so he says, Well, we want to be people of encouragement. The word encourage literally means to build one another up. It, it means to do construction. Uh, we were at the Lego store uh, in, uh, in City Center, Glasgow. As all it is. I never see kids in there. It's always men. And so uh, we're all in there in the Lego store. And, well, it's just wonderful that, you know, you can take and build these amazing things, right? The word encouragement in the Bible literally means to build up. And this is what he says. Um, he says, when, when we come to, and apologies if I mispronounce it, D- Denniston? Is that all right? Yeah. Denniston? Just pretend like I'm right, okay? Uh, when, when we come to Denniston Baptist Church, we want this to be a place that builds people up. Amen? We want this to be a place of encouragement, a place of hope and love. I was talking to Sandra this morning, and she was just saying, "Well, when I can't be here, I just, oh, I miss it so much. And I love, she said, I get an Uber here, and I walk home because it's downhill. And I was like, hey, that's not a bad idea, amen, right? But I I love what Sandra was saying. She's like, when I'm here, I just like, uh, my friends are like, but you're you're sick. And she's like, no, no, I I gotta be at church. Well, because when we're together, it's a place of, encouragement he says As the family of God we want to be people who build one another up and you know what sometimes listen to me sometimes we're the ones who do the building and sometimes we're the ones who need to be built up yeah sometimes we're in a stage of life where we're the ones who can come and and just carry someone and sometimes we have a week where we need to be carried but that's family is it not He says, as the family of God, we are called to be people of encouragement. And by the way, you you can't get that sitting home on a Sunday. You, You can't get that watching a religious program on television. Listen, that comes in community. That comes by gathering around the table and eating meals together. It comes by playing football on Monday night unless it rains and we cancel it in England. But apparently in Scotland you play in the rain. Because you're tougher than we are. And, uh, you know, you, listen, we encourage on the football pitch. We encourage around the dinner table. We encourage on a Sunday morning. Why? Because it's what family does. The Apostle Paul says, As the family of God, we are called to be people of encouragement. We see a second truth, and it's this. There's the family of God. We're called to be people of encouragement, but we're also called to be people of endurance. We are called to be people of encouragement, But we're also called to be people of endurance. Look what he says at verses 6 and 7. He says, uh, For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Look what he says there. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering. And how did you receive it? With the joy given by the Holy Spirit. He says, as as Deniston Baptist Church, we are called to be a family of encouragement. We build one another up. But we are also called to be a family of endurance. And the, the idea is this. It's not easy to live for Jesus in this world today. Is that true? I mean, it's, it's not easy to live out. It is not popular, just, you know, hear me out. It is not popular to say, you know what? I believe this book defines what marriage is. That, that's not popular. It's not in Birmingham, England, I can tell you that. It's not popular to say, I believe this book is the only way to get to heaven. That That is not popular. Uh, it's not popular to say, I, I believe this book tells me how to raise my children. Uh, We live in a world today, and I I just believe as as we get near to the time of Jesus' return, it will not get easier to live for Jesus. It will get harder. And this is what he says, For you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Listen, it is is a hard road, but the the finish line is worth the race. It is a hard road to run, but the finish line will be worth the race. The race, he says, the family of God was a place of encouragement, but they were people of endurance. Paul says later, before he he's executed, he says, "I have fought the good fight, I have run the race, I have finished the course." He says, "I I, I did it," and so we are called to be people of endurance. It will be difficult, and it will be challenging but it is worth it. There's, there's an old, uh, I don't know if any of you like country music, um, but, but there's an old country music song way back uh, where a woman sings these words uh, to her uh, boyfriend. She says, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a, does anybody know? Rose garden. Come on, Sandra, get in, a rose garden. That's exactly right. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. Message being, Uh, Roses have flowers and thorns And you know what Living for Jesus It is a sweet life of amazing flowers But sometimes there are thorns And sometimes it is hard And sometimes it means losing friends And sometimes it means Being talked about in the workplace Sometimes it means Being thought odd on campus And you know where we find uh, The encouragement to finish the race In the family of God in the family of god uh, i played baseball as a little boy and uh, i played right field and traditionally in baseball when you're a kid see the odoms are laughing because they know that if you play right field that means you're the worst person on the team and so uh thank you for that encouragement here at uh denniston baptist church and so uh, i played right field and so this is what would happen so in baseball we have innings And uh, there's times where you're out on the field and times when you go to bat. And I would end up sitting in the grass, like picking, looking for bugs, and eating grass. And the coach would have to call to tell me the game was over. Like I'm not, it would be like playing football and you just sit down in the middle of the pitch and look for bugs. That's my sporting career, right? Um, But my family would cheer for me like I was an all-star. And I mean, they were like, you're doing amazing. And I know they had to be so embarrassed to be the parents of the kid who's eating bugs on the sports field, right? But they were there, and they would encourage, and they would cheer, and, uh, and I just assumed I was an all-star, right? Um, uh, you know what? Uh, this should be a place, Denniston and Baptist Church, where we're people in encouragement and we're people in endurance, which means we cheer one another on to finish the race. Amen? We cheer one another on. But it also means sometimes we have to help carry one another across the finish line. Sometimes it means we have to go out and and help one another when we're injured. Sometimes it means some of us get hurt and we have to stop the game and, and we have to go and tend to one another. But this is the point, and don't miss it. We finish the race together. We start together and we finish together. And that's the kind of family we want to be. And so we see in this word that the family of God, we are to be people of encouragement. It's the family of God. We are to be people of endurance. It is it's probably going to get harder, not easier to live for Jesus. But we want to cheer one another on and we want to carry one another on to the finish line. We see a third truth and it's this. As the family of God, uh, we want to be people of encouragement. Uh, we want to be people of endurance, but we also want to be people of evangelism. We want to be people of evangelism. Uh, Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8 and look what he says. He says, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia, but Achaia. And your faith in God, I love this, has become known what? Everywhere. Wouldn't that be amazing? That the the faith of the people of Deniston Baptist Church would ring out across the city of Glasgow for the glory of Jesus. And God can do that, can't He not? He says that they were people of encouragement, people of endurance, but they were people of evangelism. They were people who were proclaiming the gospel. And don't miss it. They were doing it in the midst of severe suffering. But they had a joy from the inside out, and it was a joy given, do you remember, by the Holy Spirit. That they had a joy from the inside out. Their joy was not based on the results of the gospel. Their joy was based on the one who gave them the gospel, and that was the Holy Spirit. He said they, they, they proclaimed the gospel. It rang out in the midst of severe suffering. They were people of encouragement, endurance, but evangelism. And this word rang out is really interesting. So uh, originally our, our Bible here would have been written in Greek. And this word here in the original language, it's beautiful. It's the idea of to take a, a, a stone and drop it in water. And what happens when you drop it in a big puddle of water? Ripples. Ripples. Right? This word rang out literally means ripples. So listen at this. And the Lord's message rippled out across Macedonia and Achaia and everywhere. It's the idea of dropping a stone and the ripples just go out. He says, as they proclaimed the gospel, as they were people of evangelism, people who shared the hope and love of Jesus, it rippled out into that neighborhood and the next neighborhood and the next neighborhood and to Glasgow and to Edinburgh. And before you know it, it makes it to Birmingham and to the other side of the world. Why? Because the gospel ripples out for God's glory. Amen? And it all started with the family The family of God, which by the way, we don't know for sure of the size of this church, but was certainly smaller than yours. We're less people than we have in this room. And the gospel rippled out across their city. Why? Because it's not about our ability, but it's about the power of the Holy Spirit as he uh, blesses the proclamation of this word. And it says that the effects rippled out. I still believe God can do it, don't you? I still believe I, I, I read about David Livingston and, and I read about John and Charles Wesley and I read about Charles Spurgeon and I read about these incredible men and women of God who who are from this country and, and, and for the glory of God as they proclaimed the gospel it rippled to India and it rippled to Africa and it rippled around the world. And I believe God is going to do it again. I believe by faith that the best days of the gospel for Scotland are the days yet to come. I believe it with all my heart. For God has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and His gospel has not changed. And as we endure severe suffering with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and as we are family and as we proclaim this word, it will ripple to the nations. And I pray that I'm here to see it. But either way, it's going to happen. Uh, They were people of encouragement. They were people of endurance. They were people of evangelism. But lastly, we see this as the people of God. We are called to be people of example. People of example. Uh, Look what he says in uh, verses 8 and verses 9. He says, therefore, uh, we do not need to say anything about it for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us, and they tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Paul says, you have set an example, and, and when we travel, people are telling us about the example you've set. They're saying, hey, have, have you heard about that Deniston Baptist Church? Do you remember that? that? That's that church that, man, was just, you know, did amazing things for God. And then, you know, like, just things changed over the decades. And, and then there was just a group of faithful women who just prayed and who just trusted God. And then did you hear that, that God began to bring new people? And, and then did you, did you hear now that, like, God is gathering new people and, like, the place is full on Sunday? Have you heard what God is doing in Deniston? Have you heard? He says, as we went, the word had already spread about what God was doing in you and through you is the family of faith and all to the glory of Jesus. Amen? Amen? He alone gets the glory. He says, God has been at work and you have set the example. He says, we don't have to say anything about it for they themselves report the kind of reception you gave us and they tell us your story. That we went to share your story and they've already heard it because you've set the example of how you've turned to idols to serve the living and true God. He has called us in, in, in the local church, whether it's Oikos Community Church where, where, uh, where our family serves or whether it's Denniston Baptist Church, he has called every local church to be people who love Jesus, who, who, who faithfully believe his word. And he has called us to be people of encouragement, endurance, evangelism, but people of example. We... Lead the way. We lead the way. Uh, I, I say this all for the glory of Jesus, uh, but just some schemes. Our church is in a, a community very similar to this community. Um, and, and so we've run a couple of schemes to help at-risk young people and people who are uh, have, you know, not in work. We have people we're helping get work who no one in their families worked in two and three generations And so God, by His grace, has enabled us to to come up with some ways to help people. And we were recently contacted by the council, and they asked, could they come, and uh, and could could they talk to us and could we help them uh, put together some schemes to reach, the, uh, to reach the neighborhood and to make a difference? And, uh, and that's completely backwards to how we usually think. We usually think the, the the council comes up with all the good ideas and bring them to us. And now our council in Birmingham is realizing that the local church has better ideas than they do. And I would say, by the way, amen. <laughs> Listen, we should lead the way. We should lead the way on feeding the hungry. We, we should lead the way on caring for the, the lonely. We should lead the way on loving the prisoners. We should lead the way and the government should learn from us. Why? Because we treat the mind, body, and soul. And we lead by example. We are a church where everyone is welcome. We are a church where everyone can find healing and love. We are a church where everyone can be built up. Why? Because we lead by example. What is the meaning of life? Well, I believe we only find it in the family of God. Um, and what does it mean to be the family of God? It means to be people of encouragement. You come and we build one another up, and sometimes we, we need to be built up. It means that we are people of endurance. It's, it's a hard race, but we're going to finish it together. We're people of evangelism. We want to, to share and show the love of Jesus with all we come in contact with. What does it mean to be the people of God, the family of God? We lead by example for the glory of our Lord Jesus. We ask two questions of every sermon, and that is so what and but how. So, so what? That's good stuff, but I got to go to work tomorrow. I've got school tomorrow. I'm having a really bad week. So what? Well, here's your so what for today your so what is you've got a family. You don't have to do this alone, you've got a family. And you've got a family here who wants to build you up and love you. And uh, you've also got a family that needs you to be a lover and a builder. So the so what is, if you're discouraged, if you're struggling, I want you to tap into the family that God's given you. But how? Well, he, he, he gives us uh, an idea here, and he says this in verse 4, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you. How do you become part of the family of God? The but how is this? Um, uh, we, particularly when, when our kids were younger, we'd love to have their friends around. And, and um, I can remember once Kayla was having a party and all of her, her girlfriends were there and, uh, and we were just feeding them loads and loads of American food. And I think they gained about a stone just that one night. And, uh, and I remember one of her friends, Hannah, said, oh, wow, this is like being, being part of the family. Now here's the thing, we treated her like family, but Hannah was with our family, but she's not part of our family. Are you with me? She was with our family, so she received the blessings of our family, but she's not part of our family. Do You know what, uh, how do I become part of the family of God? Because you can come to church, but coming to church doesn't make you part of the family, just like going to KFC doesn't make you a chicken breast. Amen? No, say amen, that's true, it doesn't, okay? <laughs> How do you become part of this family? Well, uh, it's not joining an organization, it's joining a family and you're born into a family. And Jesus said in John chapter three, we become part of the family by being born again. Uh, You become part of a family by being adopted into a family. And the Bible says through Jesus Christ, we've been adopted into the family of God. And that comes through knowing the Lord Jesus. He said, for I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father, but by me. There's only one way into the family. And that's by knowing and loving Jesus. And and I know that uh, that Pastor Mark and TJ and others would love to share with you before you leave today how you can know Jesus Christ and be part of this amazing family. Let me pray for you. Uh, Lord Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for your family. We thank you, Jesus, that you did not come to condemn the world, but that through you the world might be saved. And Jesus, we just pray for uh, anyone who might be here today. and. Maybe they've been with the family, but they're not in the family. And we pray today, Lord Jesus, that before they leave, that they would speak to Mark or TJ or someone else, Lord, that they could know how to ask Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior, that they too could become part of this family. And Lord, I just pray for those of us who are already in the family and all of us uh, have those weeks where it's more thorns than it is roses. And Lord, I pray that this day we might be encouraged that we might be built up, that we might be reminded that we can endure by your grace and by your strength. Jesus, I thank you for Deniston Baptist Church. I thank you for the story that you're writing in and through this family. I pray that the best days of this church will be the days yet to come. And we look forward to that day where the stone of the gospel ripples across the world for the glory of Jesus. We pray in his holy name. Amen.